The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. And now it's time for a deep South legend that's been keeping it real here in Atlanta for over two decades. It's the Buck Baloo Show, only on The Fan. Welcome to the Buck Blue Show, live from the Battery Atlanta, home of the Braves. We take you 10 to 11, Monday through Friday, here on the fans, 680 and 93.7. Hope your weekend went well. Man, it was busy at our house. A lot going on, and it's going to get even busier this week. We got the Ryder Cup coming up later this week, DT, and I am ready, brother. Can we win on European soil? It's been a minute. I can't remember. I don't think I was born yet the last time we won on European soil. But a lot of football to talk about. Isn't it awesome? Braves uh, back in town. They're going to take the day off as we get ready for the final six games of the season. Regular season, that is. Then we head right on into the postseason, brother. And I am waiting for that. Uh, DT in the house. He's running the show. Road Dog over in Athens getting ready for the Kirby Smart Press Conference. And looks like we're going to be working with a legend. Hubbard is, uh, is in. You know, that's my in-law's last name, Hubbard. So he's got to be good people. It's got to be some kind of relation there. I'm telling you, yeah. man, I got to check into this, see what's going on. We've got people out in the break room. What is going on? We've got a bunch of high school or college kids out there. It's like a whole class of uh, I don't know if they're. I feel like I'm an animal or? at the zoo right now. They all peering in looking on you? into the studio. <laughs> hey, who's that guy in there, man? Hey, hey, it's below. Appreciate you listening, guys. Call the boss. Tell him. Tell him I'm your favorite show. All right, man, let's get to work. Bucks. Big. Take. Arthur Smith's Falcons offense. They got an F grade on the Buck Belushi show over the weekend. For that performance yesterday in Detroit. And when you are running a lead with the run game unit and rush for 44 yards, that's going to get you beat every time. Because now you end up in too many third and long situations where Art's offense was a dismal 4 and 14, 28% conversion rate. That'll get you beat. And while Bajan and Algier were getting stuffed, rookie third round quarterback Desmond Ritter struggled in the pocket under intense pressure, which resulted in seven sacks. That's a lot. It was ugly offensively. It was tough to watch. Ritter is now number 28 in total QBR. 
and is a liability in these type games when you're behind and have to play catch-up. As you know, life on the road can be tough, especially when your conservative counterculture offense gets shut down. And there's your big take. Brought to you by Ace Hardware. Go to your local Ace, and they're going to get you taken care of. AceHardware.com. So many locations here in Metro Atlanta. Don't go to those big box stores where you get no help. You get it as soon as you walk in the door at Ace. Yeah, so that was tough to watch yesterday. Six points, that's an F. 44 yards rushing, I uh, give that a D minus. See NFL. Four for 14 on third down, D minus. Less than 200 total yards, D minus. Ritter completed 55% of his passes, got sacked seven times. D minus. I give the Falcons an F. Nielsen's defense wasn't bad, but, you know, they didn't get one sack in the game. Not one. Goff carved us up with a makeshift offensive line to boot. Can't believe we didn't get one sack. Uh, Jameer Gibbs looked pretty good for him. He stepped in and played big for him. Goff, by the way, 22 of 33, 243, touchdown and a pick. Ran for a touchdown, didn't get sacked once. Falcons defense allowed 20 points. I give that a B, B plus. I mean, typically that gives you a shot to win in the National Football League. I'm going to give this pick a B plus. Yeah, that's for the defense. So Atlanta has uh, our offense five touchdowns and 35 possessions. In three games. Embarrassing. That's what it is. Let's hear from Arthur. Uh, Art, uh, head coach, talking about the seven sacks. I mean, obviously, when you got some of the obvious dropbacks, especially late, you know, like one or two of them, but, you know, some of them were on some actions, and they beat us off the snap, and they, they I mean, it was, it was right now. And so, again, whether that's crowd or whatever it is, we got to do a better job getting into that. We didn't even get the play started. Put you all off on those, so it wasn't like it was all just dropback. I know that sounds like an excuse, but I'm just trying to give you the difference. Um, it wasn't like they were just collapsing on some of the, you know, traditional pass pro, but obviously they got seven sacks, we got zero, and we hit golf a few times, but... Um, they clearly affected our quarterback, and they got us off track, and credit to, to Detroit. They are ready to go. So no accountability as far as the head coach goes. His game plan and play calling was just fine. It was the players that couldn't get it done. Let's hear from Ritter. He says it wasn't the O-line's fault. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not worried about those guys up front. Those guys, those guys did a great job. You know, I got to get the ball out of my hands quicker. Um, got to make better reads. Got to, you know, things got to move and happen fast, better out there. So, um, all five of those guys, you know, I love those guys. Those guys, you know, they did good out there. So, um, I wouldn't put them on them more so myself. <laughs> they did good out there. Oh, come on, man. Come on. All right. So the the Falcons going to travel to London to play the Jaguars. Uh, early in the morning time on Sunday morning. I think I'll be watching the Ryder Cup. Uh, <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Hey, you can listen many ways here to the fan. 680 on AM, 93.7 on FM. We're streaming at 680thefan.com. You can click and watch the show most days when we're in studio. You can actually watch. 
And then get, uh, get that fan mobile app uh, driven by Beaver Toyota of Coming. Beaver Direct, fastest and easiest way to shop online for your next vehicle. Let them wow you. Beaver Toyota up and coming. Want to talk a little about the Braves. They're going to take the day off today. Uh, we're not going to take the day off on the Bravos. We're the home of the Braves, man. Can't do that. A little disappointed that uh, Charlie Morton was placed on that 15-day IL, so he's going to miss the LDS. With an inflamed finger. That sounds painful, doesn't it? I can't imagine doing much on a baseball field with an inflamed finger. When you're trying to throw it. Yeah. Hitting, catching, throwing. You know, and the problem is, is Charlie Morton, he brought all this experience to the table. So we're going to go from a starter in Charlie Morton that has performed in 14 different postseason series. 14 of them. And now we're going to hand the ball to Bryce Elder stepping in for Morton in game three of the LDS that will be making his first postseason appearance. So that's dramatic difference there. A little concerned about that. But uh, with the uh, LDS, so we're going to start, uh, let's see, game one is, is right here in Atlanta on October the 7th, Saturday, October 7th. And I'm guessing Freed's going to get the ball in game one. So then what's going to happen is we're going to take Sunday off. We'll come back in Atlanta, game two on Monday with Spencer Strider getting the ball. Then we'll take Tuesday off, and we'll hit the road and play on Wednesday, and that's when Elder most likely will get the start. On the road, hostile environment, game three. We'll play on Thursday on the road. I guess that's Freed. And then come back uh, Friday off, and if need be, Saturday game five, we'll have Spencer Strider ready to go here in Atlanta for that. So chances are we're just going to see Elder once. And then I assume Morton, hopefully, cross your fingers, will be back ready if we get out of the LDS and get back to the championship series. He will be ready to go there. Uh, bullpen looks like it's set. And last week I was talking about this a little bit, and this is my one concern coming into the postseason, is whether we can hold on in these – uh, close games, high leverage, late-inning situations as Iglesias, Mentor, Yates, Jimenez, and Hand, and Pierce Johnson. Are they going to be able to close the door with these leads late in these uh, postseason games? I thought maybe two spots would be open. I think Jesse Chavez has proven that he's back and ready. He'll be one of the go-to guys coming out of the bullpen, too. And I believe the other... Member of the bullpen come postseason time. Looks like it's going to be Kyle Wright who can come in and pitch multiple innings like we saw him do in the doubleheader yesterday. So it looks like the bullpen, the auditions are over. And now we are uh, just full steam ahead getting ready for the postseason. Let's hear from Snit yesterday talking about Strider's performance. Kind of struggled through it. Um... No, I mean, I just didn't feel like we needed to take him any farther right there, especially tonight. And, um, but, you know, I, he got the win. It's good. He won his 19th game. So um, mm -hmm. stuff's good. You know, it's a, these are pesky guys. They don't strike out. They put the ball in play. They, they're, 
you know, they're tough at bat. And all these guys up through their lineup, they do a really good job here. Yeah, Strider will be going for his 20th win in the final start of the regular season. That will be Friday or Saturday. If you got tickets, you might see Spencer win his 20th game and solidify that Cy Young. Let's hear from Snit talking about winning 100 games back-to-back seasons. It's hard to do, you know, um, but that's, it's uh, quite an accomplishment, I think, any time you can win 100 games. A lot of things we're doing are really hard, and, um, you know, it's, it's taking the whole room in there, that's for sure, to make something like that happen. And, it's, you know, it's a good feeling to, to kind of know that you've done that. All right, coming up next on the show, we're going to dive into a busy Saturday in college football. There were some coaches that made some real blunders, and I'll tell you who that is. Plus, there was a team that got totally disrespected. <laughs> a lot going on in college football. We're all over it. I got my top five coming up, too. Stick around for that. Got the Baloo Show here on the fan, 680 and 93.7. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words. It's life. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Awesome. He didn't need a script. Right off the top of his head, brother. Hey, this is just announced and on sale coming up Friday. It's country music superstar Tim McGraw coming to State Farm Arena on June the 14th. Tickets go on sale Friday at LiveNation.com. Listen to my show all week and... Uh, win some tickets. June 14th at State Farm Arena to go see Tim McGraw. And I'm guessing we've got a couple we're going to give away right now. 404-231-1680, the number. You want to go see Tim McGraw coming up June 14th, then uh, give us a call. And I believe, uh, DT, you, you can be the engineer and the producer. Or can we get somebody answering the phone in there and uh, give away these Tim McGraw tickets? You can listen all week long, and somebody's going to be a winner. We got it covered, Buck. Give us a call. Yeah, good good job. 404-231-1680, the number. All right, man, I'm ready to talk some college football, and I can't believe what I saw and heard over the weekend, man. Talk about embarrassing. I mean, blunders 
that coaches will never be allowed to forget. And let me just go right to the Ohio State-Notre Dame game. Now, it's an awesome finish if you didn't have a uh, dog in the fight. I mean, it's sort of boring for three quarters, but the way that game finished, man, it was uh, it was the finish of the weekend. Awesome. Buckeyes going a clutch game-winning 15-play, 65-yard touchdown drive. Their unproven quarterback, Kyle McCord, comes up big, hitting some epic throws all the way down the field. Had a third down and 10 with a minute 26 left on his own 35 and hit Egbuka for 23-yard uh, gain in the seam for a first down. Drive continues. All right, so they get in the Notre Dame territory. It's fourth down and seven. He hits Fleming for an eight-yard gain. The drive continues. Second down and 10 from the Irish 32. He hits Harrison. 20-yard gain. And then the big one on the Irish 22, third down and 19, Agbuka hits again for the 21-yard gain down to the one-yard line. And Ohio State uh, runs two plays from the one-yard line. They knock it in on the second play. Running back uh, gets the yard. And Ohio State wins on the final play of the game. Now, the crazy thing is this. Notre Dame's defense, they had 10 men on the field the last two plays. 10! <laughs> My goodness, what are you doing now? There was an incomplete pass on the first play. And then, obviously, they didn't have enough linemen on the field. They were short a defensive lineman. And Ohio State exposed that with the running play for the game-winning touchdown. And this is going to be a hit on the reputation of Marcus Freeman for as long as he coaches. People are going to remember this. His defensive coordinator, Al Golden. What are you doing? You don't know you got 10 players on the field? How embarrassing. I mean, no wonder Notre Dame has this reputation of coming up small in these top 10 matchups. They're trying to, trying to win, beat these top teams with 10 men on the field. To what a total blunder. A mistake of epic proportions. I mean, you got a staff, a coaching staff with about 40 guys. And nobody knows you've got 10 men on the field. Totally embarrassing. Now, look, Marcus Freeman tried to explain it after the game. He realized they were a defensive lineman short. But if they tried to run the defensive lineman on the field, they would have gotten a penalty. They didn't have a timeout, so they had to go with 10. Well, you know, that's fine and good. But how did you get 10 in the first place? My goodness, Notre Dame. A blunder of epic proportions. And then you had the game-winning coach who was just out of his mind. And look, I understand Ryan Day's under intense pressure. He's lost two years in a row to Michigan. 
He's come up short in some of these big games. And he noticed that Lou Holtz, former Notre Dame coach, made a comment before the game that the media jumped on that the reason why Ohio State is losing these big, epic matchups is because they're they're getting knocked around on the line of scrimmage. And boy, Ryan Day, in the post-game interview on the field, he went crazy with this. Like, I'd like to know where Lou Holtz is right now. What he said about our team, what he said about our team, I cannot believe. This is a tough team right here. We're proud to be from Ohio, and it's always been Ohio against the world. And it'll continue to be Ohio against the world. But I'll tell you what, I love those kids, and we got a tough team. You know, I always heard, I heard this as a kid, and I, I sort of believe it, is that if you've got to tell people you're tough, you're probably not. Period. And Holtz, I don't think he was trying to take a cheap shot at Ohio State. Uh, DT was just pointing out the obvious. Yeah, he said when they do lose games, yeah. it's because they get out physical. And I don't think a whole lot of people will argue with that. Again, if you got to tell people you're tough, you're not. Coach Day. I think he's coloring that beard. Looks terrible, Buck. And yes, um, I guess it's the first time he's won a big game in a while. So he's going to get excited. All right, so let's talk about the team that got disrespected. Florida State. They go into Death Valley and they take down Clemson in OT. And it's their quarterback who played well, by the way, and I, I knew he would coming into the game. He felt disrespected by the way the Clemson defense was playing both him and his wide receivers. And he's got some big-time players out wide. One of the reasons why I've got him number one so far in my top five. Keon Coleman getting man-to-man, one-on-one coverage out on the perimeter. And he came away with two big touchdown catches in the game. Some big, talented receivers there. They're running around down in Tallahassee. Yeah, and uh, look, Florida State felt disrespected by that. You know, I wouldn't have felt disrespected. I would have felt glad that they're, okay, that's how you're going to play us? Then we're going to abuse you, brother. We're going to take advantage of that, and that's exactly what they did. Uh, Big play in the game. The Tigers led 24-17 into the third quarter. Had Klubnik, the Tigers quarterback, get hit. He fumbled. There was a scoop and score to tie the game at 24. And that uh, that turned this game around big time. And how about Dabo Sweeney, too? Talk about blowing it. They had this new kicker that missed that 29-yard game-winning field goal, what might have been the game-winning field goal with a buck 47 left in the game. Jonathan White's who was with, he was a backup at Clemson, a backup kicker for four years. He lost the uh, starting job and said, I'm done with this. It's time to go to work. So he went to work, stockbroker, I believe it was. And so the uh, kicker for Clemson got off to a tough start this year. And so Dabo picked up the phone and said, Whites, it's your time, man. Forget about the stockbroking thing. Come on back. You're our starting kicker. I sort of feel bad for the guy. Missed the 29-yarder. 
he he might as well go back to work. I was just saying that uh, over here behind the uh, scenes. I'm not the biggest Clemson fan in the world, but I almost felt bad for that kid. Almost. Hey, the Seminoles are back. They're back on the national stage. Big time. Broke the seven-game skid they had to the Tigers, and they did it in Death Valley. Clemson, by the way, two losses in September, the second year in a row. What's going on with Dabo? They've taken a big step back is what they've done. And uh, Alabama, their quarterback is saying they're a uh, work in progress. And, and I say to that, who didn't know that? Who didn't know that? They're a work in progress. 24-10 win over Ole Miss. Now the tied defense did the job. Uh, Mill Road didn't do bad. 17-21 for 225. Ran it 16 times for 28 yards. A little surprised by that one. Tied offense, six for 13 on third down, ran for a buck 30. This is what they should be doing. Running the ball, ground and pound, and getting Milrow involved in the run game. So, again, I don't think this Alabama offensive coordinator is going to be around for a second year. Reese is going to be one and done. They scored on three straight possessions in the third quarter to take control of the game. And Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin, they go down again. And there was a ton of other great college football news, but I just don't have the time to uh, to talk about it on the show. So uh, I tell you, before we get to the roundtable, we need to get to the top five. The best in college football and the NFL. Five, five, four, Presented by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. Yeah, the top five. Hmm. Uh, DT, I'm struggling to find it. Oh, here we go. I'm ready. Here we go. Number one. They were two last week. They moved back into the number one slot with a huge, huge, epic win at Death Valley. I got Florida State number one. Coming in at number two, dropping from one to two, the Michigan Wolverines. Now, they handled Rutgers. And J.J. McCarthy, their quarterback, continues to play at a really high level. I got Florida State one, Michigan two. I got Georgia three. They stay at three again this week. Thank you, bud. And look, I'm a little bored with these exhibition games. So I need to see something out of Georgia as they get into SEC play. Number four, Texas. They were number four last week, 38-6, to six, went over Baylor. I keep them at, hook them horns at four again this week. I've got a new number five. Ohio State, they drop out. Gone. Jumping in another Big Ten team. I think Penn State's better than Ohio State. Having seen some of the Nittany Lions, they uh, totally blew out Iowa, shut them out. And I continue to like the quarterback play that James Franklin is getting out of Alar. He looks really, really good. I've, 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 having seen Penn State now, I've moved them up. Out of consideration into five. 
Uh, Ohio State drops back to six, but look, it's the top five, so they're out. USC also deserves some consideration, and I gave them a little bit of consideration, but they didn't make it in either. So my top five this week, got Florida State back at number one, Michigan two, Georgia three, Texas four, Penn State five. Top five on 680 The Fan, Atlanta's sports station. And that will lead us right into the Bulldog Roundtable. The Fan is proud to be the official sports talk station of the Dogs. And it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Balloon. 25, 20, 45, 15, 10, 5, get in there, touchdown! Bulldog Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union, Georgia Pack and Load, and by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ball game. Georgia will win this ball game. Only on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. All right, let's talk Bulldog football for a moment. Man, that Brock Bauer show Saturday night was awesome. Nine targets, nine receptions for Bowers. Season high, two touchdowns. Had that backdoor screen in the red zone for the touchdown. Had the speed sweep, three-yard run in the red zone for the touchdown. This is Brock Bowers. Brock Bowers, uh, in a word, awesome. Totally fun to watch. One of the top players in college football today. Now, a lot of these passes uh, on Saturday night were of the shorter variety. And he had 12 yards, averaged 12 yards after the catch. This guy's a dangerous man. Got to get him the ball intermediate down the field, and you're going to see some big explosive plays. I continue to believe Georgia, the Bulldogs, have the best defense in college football, and I know Michigan fans are going to take offense to that. I know uh, Ohio State and Oklahoma fans and, and, hey, Penn State fans are feeling good about their defense. But I think Georgia's got the best defense in college football again this year. And you're uh, probably saying, well, Baloo, they're, they're giving up 11.3 points per game. Well, yeah, I know that. And they're also emptying the bench in these exhibition games. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, they had like 30 players get a tackle in the game Saturday night. 30! They are deep! Quality depth like nobody has. And the best defensive coaching staff in college football. So while fans sit around and probably complain about Mike Bobo, why would you be complaining? Average 41 points a game so far. With limitations at running back. Developing a new quarterback. You've got two receiving tight ends and Delph and Bowers. You don't have a blocker anymore like Darnell Washington was providing. So the offensive game plan has got to be different. And then over the last week, you've had to shuffle the offensive line as well. Yeah, and they're deep there too, so no problem there. Truss has played well at right tackle. And then the state heavyweight champ, has stepped in at guard, and he's doing the job. You love pointing that out, but yeah, if there's anywhere I want a state heavyweight wrestling champ, it's right there, offensive guard, maybe defensive tackle. Yeah, Dylan Fairchild doing the job so far. 
But, uh, hey, the Bulldog fans, man, they got what they wanted, right? They wanted a fast start, and that's exactly what they got against UAB. Dogs start the game. They get the ball first. I love how they they get the ball first, and the uh, fans demanded a fast start in this game, and they opened the game with a six-play, 75-yard touchdown drive. Bobo scripting some deep shots to start the game. Lovett gets one for 33. Touchdown pass to Arian Smith in the red zone for 12 yards and a touchdown. Dogs on top 7-0. How about them dogs? There's the fast start you were looking for, fans. I hope you were happy with that. They're probably thinking, well, you know, you let UAB get back into the game. And, uh, you know, it was uh, like 28-14 at halftime. Yeah, and then they blew their doors off in the second half. Dog offense, uh, 10 for 13 on third down, 582 yards. They ran for 188. Beck was 22 of 32 for 338. Three touchdowns, no picks. You got Bowers, your go-to guy. The ball nine times in the game. You took some shots down the field trying to get Arian Smith, and you almost hit a couple of deeper shots with Arian Smith in the ball game too. So Bulldog fans should be happy. I will say this. I'm a little over the exhibition game, so I'm, I'm looking forward now to diving right in to SEC play. And Georgia's going to hit the road after four home games, see how this one goes with all those things I mentioned on offense, going to see how Beck plays over at Jordan-Hare on the Plains. Coming up Saturday at 3.30 kickoff on CBS, the Deep South's oldest rivalry. And fans, you better enjoy it while you can because this is going away after this year. They will not be playing Auburn every single year now. I'm going to miss that. Really going to miss every year seeing Georgia and Auburn knocking heads. But I guess to move forward, you got to lose something. And that's what uh, Bulldog fans and Auburn fans are going to be missing. Uh, Jason Campbell, uh, the color analyst, former Auburn quarterback, will join me on tomorrow's show to break down the Georgia and Auburn game from the Tigers' perspective. Hey, the 680 green card is back. The deal of the year allows you to play six, count them, six of the area's top courses for one low price of $199. We're going to hook you up, going to get a chance to play Cherokee Run, Collins Hill, Country Club of Gwinnett, Mystery Valley, Sequoia National, and Wolf Creek. $470 value for just $199. Quantities limited uh, with just 200 cards, and I think we sold almost all of those on Friday morning when the cards went on sale. So you might want to jump on it. Cards on sale right now. You can go to 680thefan.com and uh, get yours right now. Coming up next, we got some things popping, plus going to uh, correct a mistake I made on Friday. You got the Baloo Show here on the fan, 680 and 93.7. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. 
In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps $5 minimum balance required. Man, we're back with some great high school football coming up this Friday night. Check that on Extra 106.3. Get that extra app. And listen to our Friday night game of the week. 7.30 on Friday. We got Roswell High playing Blessed Trinity. And stick around after the game for the Georgia High School Scoreboard Show. Get scores and updates from around the state. Friday night football game of the week and the Georgia High School Scoreboard Show are presented by Johnny's New York Style Pizza, WNB Factory, Piedmont Urgent Care, and Fox 5 Atlanta. Let's find out what's popping. All right, what's popping out there? Hey, did you uh, hear Taylor Swift was at the Chiefs game yesterday? Travis Kelsey. They are hot and heavy, as I've heard before. You heard that term before, hot and heavy? I have, Buck, yeah. Now, I saw Um, them leaving the game. They weren't holding hands, though. What was up with that? Oh, no. Maybe they had a, a quarrel. And, you know, I saw Taylor. She was cheering up in the luxury suite. Look like next to Kelsey's mother. Yes, who's become quite the uh, quite the star herself now, I guess. You know what I was wondering the whole time, though? Do you think Swift... See, I, I just didn't know if she knew football or not. So, I mean, she was totally into the game. Was she cheering when everybody else was cheering? Or she's she know she's been around. I mean, you know, she's... I got to know. You want, know? You, you, you're trying to figure out Taylor Swift's football IQ? Well, yeah, I'm wondering about that. I, I'm, I'm not curious of it myself. It. I'm just curious. Apparently, just any celebrity can call out Taylor Swift, and in a couple of months, you'll be dating, apparently. That's, well, I'll tell you, social media awesome. was all over this during the game yesterday. I saw. Yeah. I think a lot of people were uh, thought it was overexposure. A lot of her fans probably weren't watching the NFL. Yeah, I was watching uh, early in that game, and they showed her, and I thought, oh, gosh, that's the first time they'll show her uh, between 30, 40, 50 times for the rest of the game. Yeah, and how many of you want to trade places with Travis Kelsey now? He could probably talk me into it, but See how that goes. I'm thinking high maintenance. I could be wrong. So you don't see these two together in 30, 40 yeah, years, Buck? Yeah, I don't Buck? see this working oh, out. I man. just don't. That's a shame. Hey, we got two Monday night football games tonight, man. We got uh, the Eagles taking on the Bucks down in Tampa. It's going to be a 7-15 start on that one. Can you say blowout? There will be no undefeated team left in the NFC South after tonight's game. And you got the Rams and Bengals. That's an 8-15 start. Wonder how Stetson's doing. Yeah, I'm still concerned about Stet. Wondering how time away from the game is going. Uh, I was two and one of my picks over the weekend. Nailed the two college games. I had FSU minus the two and a half. They won 31-24 in OT. So there's a winner. 
Seminoles a winner. And then I had Alabama minus the six and a half. They won 24 to 10 playing bully ball. Lost the NFL game. What's going on with the Baltimore Ravens? They can't even beat the lousy Colts. They were banged up this week, Buck. Yeah, a lot Gardner of, a lot of key Minshew injuries. got the best Minshew of them. Minshew Magic coming to life. Yeah, they got beaten OT. So a little disappointed with that, but uh, two in one week. I'm I'm feeling good about that. We're now four and five on the season, heading into week number four. All right, the Ryder Cup tees off on Friday. I'm totally stoked about this. Tees off Friday in Rome. Not Rome, Georgia. Rome, Italy. It's been 30 years since the American team won on European soil. And the Europeans are the favorites to win. Duh. You got Rom, Hovland, and Rory. One, two, three. And we got Scheffler, number one, on our team. But can he putt? Has he found his putting stroke? since the Tour Championship, and we've got a bunch of rookies, too. And how about the TV coverage? USA Network Friday will get it underway Friday at 1 o'clock in the morning. And they will broadcast Friday all the way to noon. This is our time. Saturday, it goes uh, 1.30 to 3 a.m., and then NBA, uh, NBC will take over to noon. And Sunday singles competition... Gets underway at 5.30 a.m. It's going to interrupt your Falcons game. That will go to one. So looking forward to that. That's what's popping out there. Let's get to the final word. Time for the final word. Brought to you by Howard Brothers. Keeping Georgia green since 1955. All right, I made a mistake on Friday. The Buck Show High School Football Player of the Week in week number five with East Coweed, a high school senior wide receiver. Deshaun Horsley. Deshaun Horsley, our player of the week. He had five catches, 216 yards, and four touchdowns, and a 42 to 30 win over Lowndes. And hey, want to give a shout out to Awards Atlanta for stepping up with some plaques. We're going to be giving these plaques. I delivered one over the weekend. Thank you, Awards Atlanta for backing us up with our high school football player of the week. The owners, Scott Marnie and Chuck Lasowski, they have a combined 57 years in the awards industry. You can learn more about them at awardsatlanta.com. Congratulations to Sean Horsley, our week five high school football player of the week. And we'll have the week six player of the week coming up on Friday. All right, that's going to do it for my show. Nick and Chris are coming up next. Stay tuned for that. Hope you'll join me tomorrow, 10 to 11, here on The Fan. Thank you, bud. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? 
the power of a conversation, like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Hey, Atlanta, Hudson Mason here. Is a new roof still on your to-do list, but you've been delayed due to rising home service costs? Well, here's a fantastic solution from Accent Roofing Service. Zero down, zero payments, and zero interest for a full year. That's right. You can get your new roof now and start paying next year. Act quickly because Accent's incredible offer of zero, zero, zero with a 12-month deferred payment option for a lifetime roof system isn't going to last long. Contact the craftsman at Accent Roofing Service today, accentroofingservice.com. 